It's a comedian. Yeah. He is. <laughs> no, not joking. Uh, zip it up, I think. Yeah? Yeah, zip it up. It's better. Fuck off. <laughs> it does. It's going to be too tight if I zip it up. No, 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 zip it up. Mate, you should lift the other one on. Go and zip it up. No, no I'm telling you, mate, I'm te- as someone who's probably the most um, trendy. Fucking just hurry up. Probably the trendiest comedian on the circuit. <laughs> Hello, welcome back <laughs> to That Just James Show with me, stand-up comedian, the comedy pride of South Essex, Just James. As ever, I'm joined by my right-hand man, top producer in the game, my consulary, the Italian stallion, a.k.a. Salvatore Bacconi. How are we doing, Big Sally? Consigliere, but you're getting there, you're getting there. Okay, okay. I did watch, actually, The Godfather 1 and 2. Did you? I might uh, watch it tonight, actually. Watched it, so, like, watched it with my girlfriend. She never watched it before. Has she not? Never watched it before. Crime. She's got a bit of a, um, uh, what do you say, like... She's not. It's not a huge fan of gangster films. She thinks they're all very similar. She often thinks that the female characters in gangster movies are a bit wet. You know what I mean? A bit wet. A bit sort of like they've got nothing to say. Always getting. Like, Listen, of course they're wet. Fucking, you know, gangsters are sexy, man. Yeah. Well, they're dating. Uh, dating killers, aren't they? They're married yeah. to killers. Listen, um, women love a bad boy. Of course, they're going to be a bit moist. But yeah, we watched the first one, and she wasn't. She wasn't that taken by it. I was like, really? I was like, look. Watch the second one because the second one's the best. Do you think it's the best? Yeah. Second one is the best. I think I do prefer the second one actually. Yeah, yeah. it's good. Um, and all the flashback scenes going back to Sicily. and Ah, uh, actually, because yeah, De Niro's in that. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Second one. And it's just a bit, it's got a bit more depth to it. You 100% know what I mean? the best, um, yeah. So we watch those. Um, but yeah, how, how you been? Uh, Michael Corleone's a savage. Yeah. The, the bit where Al Pacino, I mean, spoiler alert, if you've not seen The Godfather 2, if you haven't seen it by now, what the fuck are you playing out? I mean, he's been out for about 60 years or something. One of the best films um, ever. Got to watch it. There's uh, a scene where Mike Corleone, who's The Godfather in Godfather 2, is uh, told by his wife that she's leaving him. Mm. And she tells him, spoiler alert, that, she aborted his son, his baby. Mm, really needed a son. She didn't, he didn't want, he wanted another son, but he, but she didn't want to bring another son into his world because she didn't want to carry on the gangster lineage of the their legacy. family. Mm. And there's a scene where Al Pacino's like shaking before he flips out and like hits her and whatever. Yeah. And Al Pacino's acting in that scene is just like, it's just, yeah, it's just really good. Just the way he sort of, that's his big thing, isn't it? Like, uh, you know, in heat. Like, Show me what you got. Yeah. Hoo-ha. Mm. She got a great ass. All that yeah. sort of stuff. But in. I'm, got, more, like, I'm more, if I choose one though. I mean, he's great. And I actually prefer Al Pacino when he's, he's, he's more calm. Yeah. Yeah. But to think that he played Michael Corleone and then he also played Scarface, two gangster films, but two just completely different vibes. Mm. And all, I actually forget sometimes, oh, that's the same bloke that mm. played. Michael Corleone and Tony Montana. Yeah, I feel like his uh, role in The Godfather is kind of, in The Godfather films, is very kind of understated comparison to all his later roles. understated, yeah. All his later roles are very big and like, you know, he'd become a bit of a sort of running kind of joke that he'd like go from zero to 10 in a lot of films. And like that's, everyone was waiting for the scene where he'd like blow up. Um, 
But yeah, if you haven't seen those films, go and check them yeah, out. They're a must. Mm. You know what? I'm going to skip ahead to one of the questions because actually we're talking about gangster films. We actually got a question relating to a gangster film. Like to relate Do you know to any s- gangsters? Do I know any gangsters? Yeah. Um, no, really. No, nah, no, no, I wouldn't say so. No. Nah. Even if I did, I wouldn't tell you, would I? Mm. I'd have to kill you. Um, so yeah, this is uh, one of two questions we've got today. Uh, hello, boys. Big fan of the pod. Who's uh, this from? It's from Ryan. Ryan. Big uh, yourself up, Ryan. I know that you two are big into your gangster flicks and Sopranos, as am yeah. I. I was wondering, what's your favorite gangster film that's not that well known? I quite like Sexy Beast with Ray Winston Ooh, and Ben Kingsley. Mate, Ryan, that's a great shout, mate. Mm. That's a really, really solid good film. Ah, oh, it's a solid film. Yes, Roundtree. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty ben, good. Ben Kingsley in that film is brilliant. But oh, he's fucking. Unreal. I read something about Ray um, Winston's brilliant in it. Though. Yeah, it's a great. It's all like Ray, Ray Winston. He don't overact it in that one. No, you know what I mean. And it, this is this is the trouble with a lot of like. I mean, obviously, sexy beast is nothing. You can't put that in the same category as like Rise of the Foot Soldier or whatever. But that's the trouble with a lot of these gangster films that they try and make now, obviously they're not in the same league as sexy base. I know that, but yeah, it's so they overact it. Well, it's just, it's bad writing as well. You know, bad writing. It's, it's, it's blokes that they're not really actors, you know, but, um, yeah, that's a good, well, you go first on that one. Cause I I need a bit of time to think about that. Okay. Um, I was thinking about this earlier. I read this question. I was like, that is a really good question. Um, I would say in the city of gods. If you've never seen that, go and watch that. It's uh, set in Brazil, subtitled film. So if it's, it's mm. a foreign language film. Um, it's about a young, uh, just a young group, like a young group of gangsters in the favelas. But I'm talking really young. They're like teenagers, and it's just watching their stories. They grow up, and I, I don't want to give away anything more than that. But it's just it's just about a bunch of teenage gangsters growing up in the favelas and there's like stories of revenge and nice. you know like there's like gangsters that have been overlooking the favelas and like running the favelas for years and mm. power shifts and stuff like that it's but it's brilliantly written the kids that star in it are like fantastic yeah it's just just a great film um another one it's not really a gangster film um why mentioning it but it's set set in a prison so it's got gangs it's like there's a okay I'll let you have that one I mean? I'll like, let you have that one there are like there's a gang within the prison but it's not like a gangster film in traditional sense starred up it's Start called up. right stars a guy uh, Jack O'Connell he used to be in Skins right uh, years ago yeah 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 good actor he's a really good actor yeah. he basically goes to prison he's just gone from like juvie like juvenile prison mm. to adult prison he's been put on the same wing as his dad okay and his dad is basically like in with like the the top guy at the prison, but his the son starts causing trouble and starts upsetting the ecosystem a little bit. Right. So his dad's trying to set him straight, and it's all about this like you know bit of you know back and forth with a dad that's sort of been abs- absentee dad throughout his life. Yeah. Now he's trying to be a dad. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. This is very good startup. That's called. I like um I like the town. The town that is Ben Affleck. Uh, ben, ben Affleck. <laughs> Fucking, where'd you say it? Ben Affleck. But ben, ben, ben Affleck. 
Ben Affleck. Why can't I say it? How do you say Ben? You can't ben, ben Affleck. Yeah. That's right, isn't it? Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. It's, 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 ben Affleck. It's quite hard two words to say together. Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. Not for the average person. Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck, right, yeah. there you go. Um, basically, he's sitting in Boston. Um, yeah. There's a bit of like an Irish Catholic sort of, uh, yeah. you know what I mean? I, I like any gangster film which sort of incorporates the Catholic thing because it mm. just makes, you know, my little sort of suburban Catholic upbringing seem a little bit more tasty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I like that. So, uh, yeah, but they're bank robbers, basically. Right. Um, and it's a fucking wicked film. I sometimes if I'm struggling what to what, I'll stick it on because I just mm. like mate, I think Ben Affleck is a great he's a, Ben Affleck. <laughs> I think I think he's a great actor. Like uh, really he is, man. He's no, all no, right. what you gotta say about Ben Affleck, right, is that he's not just a right he's not just an actor. He's a writer. He's a he's a director. Yeah, I mean, look, mate, like, he's one. Yeah. Don't give you. He's won a fucking Oscar. Yeah. You're producing a fucking podcast <laughs> in my garage. So let's let's get, some, have an opinion let's get on some perspective. I can have an opinion. Yeah, on but him. your opinion don't mean shit because <laughs> he's got yours. he's fucking hanging out the back of J Lo, right? <laughs> Holding both his Oscars, just absolutely riding that bunda, right? Whilst you're here. <laughs> you got a fit bird though so fair enough yeah. I'll give you that um, um, but I, it's, a, it's a great film it's about, about bank, bank robbery as well and I I, I don't know it feels, feels, feels very real and there's another guy in that who plays it really well he's just had the car accident oh um, Jeremy Renner Jeremy, Jeremy Renner Jeremy Renner 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 I can't fucking say anyone's one. name <laughs> but he uh, he's great in that and he plays like he's I don't know if he's brother or is he's like best mate but he's he's a he's very off key you know he's a weird one that he's like the Renner. enforcer I mean this is coming out like he, I mean he's had a he had, he had an accident on a snowmobile didn't he yeah and he loves yeah. the snow fell on him <laughs> That's actually true, like a 12 ton of snow. Shit. Yeah. He's in like, was in critical condition. Yeah, he seems all right now though. He seems to be beat up. Um, but the, the, the town at the end, spoiler alert, but they do this big job on uh, like this stadium. Maybe I don't want to hear this. If I'm gonna watch. Actually, I don't care. Go on. But they come, all I'm saying is, they come out, it's deadly silent. It's a bit like a bit of an ambush and uh, it's, oh man, it's good. It's mm. really, really good film. And uh, yeah, okay. I'd probably say the town. The town. Yeah, but okay. that's a great question because I mean, often, often with a gangster film, you you're going to your Godfathers, your Scarface. Yeah, it's always the same one. Would you put your football up. factory in? What as a as a gangster film? Yeah, I guess I would so. say yeah. yeah. I, I would say the football factory is the best football violence film. Yeah, I mean that's that's a category of films that are generally pretty. Fucking shit. No, but mate, <laughs> they, they ma I think that's well made, Football Factory. Yeah, for the Football Factory out of all of them. I mean, yeah. we, is un we used to quote it so much when we were in school. That's the sort of film if you showed it to, I mean, uh, like your average kind of. Are you average? The average person is, 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 isn't rating. If you want to sort of get pressure. into, to, you know, sniffing gear, then that's a great <laughs> film. To, that's a great. That's a great little If you're at someone's house at eight in the morning and you can't get to sleep. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's yeah, no, it's, it's entertaining. Um, so that's probably the best football violence one. And I'd say, I'd say Football Factory is a little bit off the beaten track. So I'd probably say Football Factory in the town. Yeah. I mean, over here, maybe it's one of the more kind of popular kind of, I mean, there's the business as well. Do you remember that? Business is fun. Yeah. yeah. Business is not, fun. Again, they're, they're all right films. They're not like, they're yeah, not, they're all right. I actually think ground. Football Factory is a, is a pretty solid 
film. Yeah. I do actually. I think I think culturally as well, like the, like the actual story of it, the narrative of it is is quite. Uh, you know, it's a good story. Yeah, I would say. Uh, and Danny Dyer, you know, as much as he gets coated, I think he, he is a good actor. Like, I think he's good at that role, isn't he? But he's, even in his, he's been in like Harold Pinter plays, and like you know, like and just he's he's done like some really serious like mm. stuff in the past. But I think because he got typecast early on, and also he was the sort of actor that kind of wouldn't say no to anything, and that's always you always sort of make put a rod on your own back then really because yeah. then you end up just doing loads of shit films yeah he's, he's back now though <laughs> you know he's had that he's leaving EastEnders isn't he he's leaving EastEnders but yeah. he's I say he's, he's back up there again now what's the quiz show that he does oh. it's, it's the is it the wall the wall the wall yeah mad isn't it that he's got a fucking <laughs> game show but good on him like BBC there's a, I don't know if you know Scottish comedian Limmy like really funny guy check him out if, if you don't know who he is uh, but he does like a lot of like live streaming stuff and uh, watching stuff on Twitch and he watched Danny Dyer's The Wall and uh, he, he did a little like watch along thing because he loves he loves how enthusiastic Danny Dyer and how, how much of a geezer Danny Dyer is during this quiz show whoa is it right or is it wrong? Is it right? <laughs> <laughs> is it what? <right? laughs> that's his catchphrase on the show. Is it right? Or is it wrong? No, I like that. Which... People love a catchphrase, don't they? <laughs> All you thick cunts at home, you fucking love a catchphrase. You see so many people on Instagram that have got like just catchphrases and people lap it up. <laughs> they lap it up. They like do their catchphrase in the video and people are like, what you know? I just think you fucking morons. <laughs> you know what I mean? Bush. Yeah, yeah, mate. That's a prime example. But I actually quite like that one. So there we go. I'll just discredit Listen, what you just said. Instantly. I am. This is it. I'm a man of people. I'm as fucking stupid as the rest of you morons listening to this sh stupid fucking podcast. You're yeah. There you go. Is it right? Or is it wrong? What's our catchphrase on this? Um, actually, your mum. <laughs> your mum. Well, actually, probably the way I opened the show is a little bit catchphrase. Yeah, I was thinking that earlier, actually, when yeah, we were talking about catchphrase. So I'm just, that is I'm kind of hypocrite, not really. Yeah, yeah. Open it the, it's, it's like an opening kind of gambit, isn't it? I've, I'm, I'm, I'm extending it. So I'll start with I'm um, stand up comedian Josh James. Yeah. Obviously, today I dropped in the Comedy Pride of South Essex. Mm. I think, to be honest, it's better off just making it as short as possible. Really? Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's my podcast. So I do what I want, mate. But, um, I'll just cut it out. And, and then, you know, what, what do I say about you? Italian Stallion, top producer yeah. in the game, Consolari. I mean, Consolari's a new one. I quite like a podcast that just gets straight into it, to be honest. Do you? But then the thing is, there's not well, really much by going means, on. Start your, fucking, start, your, start your own one up, mate. As you know, you're not the boss here. So, so I've got some news stories for us. Now, now you're not really like a... A type person, are you? See, my mates, I, I used to have a bit of a... You, my mates used to call me tight. Oh, are you? I'd say, oh, see, I, I, no, I, thing is, I, I've never... I would say I've never been tight and I'm not... I'm especially not tight now, but I had a bit of a... I had a bit of a reputation for it. Like, it was like a running joke that I was a bit tight. I can't really remember why. Of course um, you don't. <laughs> no, but I actually, I, I actually don't. Were you like the last person I, to get around in and stuff like that? Oh, well, that's, that's what I used to say, but I'm a complete opposite now. But... um. Okay, completely opposite now he doesn't go to the pub or no, drink but, anymore. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> no, no, don't drink. None of them are getting fucking drink out of me. But um, no, I don't know. Uh, to be honest, at the time, I didn't really have fucking any money anyway. Mm. So it's like, 
Like, can you be tired if you fucking if you're just skinned? Yeah. You know what I mean? But I don't know. Yeah, we had a mate growing up. He'd always be the last last to get around in. No, I see. I, I would say, I'm quite, it, I'd it, say it, I'm quite generous now. It would well, be like just go and get everyone pints, and then like, but you know, we'd have to like be like, it's your it's your round, mate. You know, not really not stick it on him. But then when it was everyone else's round, he'd be like, yeah, double. Double rum and coke, please, man. Just take liberties with the yeah, with, the with what he was what he was yeah. getting. There are plenty of people like that. So you know, so you had a bit of a reputation for being tight. What's the well, type? no, they. I used to get when I was younger. Like not anymore. It's not, you know, yeah. just get dug out for being. Because now I'm fucking loaded. Yeah, balling. Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, you know ballers, um, there's uh, this woman who is worth four million pounds. Mm-hmm. American woman. Her name's. Amy Elizabeth, she appeared on the show Extreme Cheapskates and she takes penny pinching to the next level despite having millions in the bank. Um, she also takes cold showers in a bid to save her water bill. Nice. But that's uh, also good for you, so that's not a bad idea. She's from Las Vegas and she's thought to have an eye-watering £4.4 million. Pounds. Um, she uh, self-confessed, self-confessed world's cheapest multi-millionaire and uh, Speaking on the show, one of Amy's friends revealed, one of the times I noticed Amy was a cheapskate was when I came over to her house and she asked me if I wanted lunch. So I said, sure. She made me a tuna sandwich. As I'm eating the sandwich, I'm thinking, this is a little fishy. What is this? And then I looked on the countertop and I noticed that there were empty cat food cans. No, (laughs) that's naughty. I thought, no, she didn't just do this. Amy also revealed that on the show that she That's t- enough to fall out with someone, isn't it, really? Yeah. Eating fucking cat food. Yeah. Amy also revealed on the show uh, that she takes cold showers to claw back £66 a month on her water bill. Even despite but is that how she's formula. made her money from being... Um... She made her money, I think, from divorcing a rich guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> but um, Maybe that was her plan. Yeah. She, used, she also uses kitchen sponges until they are ragged and... Uh, yeah, she basically uses stuff until it falls apart. Um, she stays well below a monthly budget of a thousand pound, thousand dollars. She doesn't buy anything new, and she lives in a plush home. But admits that it was her ex-husband that decided oh, yeah. to buy that house um, when they divorced. Yeah. So, uh, what are your thoughts on that? It's no way to live, is it? Really? Like, what's what's uh... Can't Money's spend it when you're dead. Yeah, exactly that. Money's there to be spent in it, really. That's what I would say. I think that board is on a mental health condition when you're being that tight with your money. Yeah, um, definitely. But like, uh, when I ask you, what is the tightest thing that you've done when times have been hard, when you've been skinned, maybe when you were younger? Oh, what's like? Question. Yeah, I've, I've like nicked toilet paper from work before and, and done like little things like that. I always used to seal belts out of M&S. <laughs> <laughs> what I do, I walk in there with my old belt I'd go like try a hat on or whatever and take, I'd take their belt with me because they never used to have security tags on them. I'd basically take my old belt off, leave it in there and then um, put the new belt on and then just walk out of the shop. I mean, for you, that is actually pretty clever. Yeah, it's very clever. <laughs> yeah, I literally didn't buy a belt for fucking 10 years. <laughs> when, did you, when did you stop doing this? About two years ago. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> only because M&S stopped doing the belts that I liked because they used to do this belt and they used like almost like a snakeskin belt with a gold buckle it was really nice um, actually I might have I've not been in recently I might have a little look in there see if they still do it but it was a really nice belt 
And yeah, I used to do it. I do it like, all the time. Never got caught. Until now. Yeah, so nicking belts is probably the tightest thing. Nicking belts, yeah, that's probably. It's the tightest thing you've done. I mean, have you ever heard of uh, John Paul Getty? Not to be confused with John Paul Gautier. Getty, is he the one that created the Getty, Getty images? I think they've got something to do with that. Yeah, I mean, he was a bi- he was a billionaire oil tycoon right. back in the day. Um, and uh, he was notorious for being quite tight. Uh, his biographer I've got here, Robert Lenzer, reported that while Getty stayed in fashionable hotels, he typically booked the smallest and cheapest rooms available and could be found living out of a suitcase and conducting his business out of shoeboxes. When he acquired a mansion outside London, observers might have thought he was loosening up a bit. But papers soon reported that he had installed a payphone for the use of guests, while also putting locks on all the other phones. Um, and then he had a grandson who was like a little bit of a hippie. Mm. And he moved to Rome to go and be an artist. And uh, he got kidnapped by uh, the mafia over there, his oh, grandson. And they, got, they, they asked for a ransom. They asked for a ransom of $17 million. They're not going to pay that, is he? And <laughs> he, said, um, he said there was no way that he was going to pay it. He said, I've got 14 grandkids. If you think I'm going to pay out $17 million, then all the others are going to start going missing, aren't they? Mm. So, um, Did the kid die? They cut off one of his ears yeah. and sent it to the family, but they eventually negotiated it down to $2 million. Did he pay it? He paid the $2 million. Did they get away with it? Uh, I think they got away with it, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, God, that's mad. Cut off one of his ears. Cut off one of his got ears. Got a picture of his grandson who's got a one ear. Yeah, I mean, he's dead now. He died of a drug overdose years later. Yeah, yeah. I mean, of course he did. <laughs> Of course he did. His own fucking granddad <laughs> has been like, nah, he ain't worth 17 mil. Sorry, How mate. How much? Yeah. Nah, you right. He's a billionaire at this point. Like, uh, literally took him to cut off his fucking ear. They, they were basically, the local mafia were sort of like aware that he was, he came from a rich family and just took an opportunity. I have 14 other grandchildren. If I pay one penny now, then I'll have 14 kidnapped grandchildren. That was his justification. What do you think on that? Just sounds like wasn't really a fan of his grandson, to be honest, wasn't it? I mean, it's ruthless, but it's hard for me to sort of comprehend that. I mean, I can't. Yeah, I see. I see the logic. Um, what if uh, someone kidnapped me? And how much would you be willing to pay as a ransom? Um, I'd probably pay him to do it. To be <laughs> honest, I'd give them money. If someone said to you. Give us five grand and we'll give him back. Well, if you actually properly got kidnapped, yeah, it's like, we're going to kill yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, we're going to fucking uh, just give us five bags. What would I? What would I go to? Five <laughs> grand might be a push. I'd probably do a grand. I'll chip in a grand. You negotiate a grand, but they're I'll asking go, the money just from you, though. They're not asking my family. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Would you pay it? I, what I'd probably do is I'd pay it and I'd get you to work it off. You know what I mean? So, so I'd pay the five grand and I'd say, just to let you know, I paid that five grand. So, you know, don't be sending me any invoices until you've, you've done the five grand's worth. Do you know what I mean? Fucking years and years of podcasts. I mean, yeah. Uh, we've got one more question. Go for it. From a lad called Larry. Right, Larry. Uh, and uh, Larry asks, uh, do you believe in angels? And do you think they can intervene in our lives? Do I believe in angels? <laughs> <laughs> what a question, Larry. Uh, 
Do I believe in angels? Uh, I, don't, I don't know if I don't know if I do. To be honest, Larry. No, I, I believe there's something. I believe there is some sort of higher power. I don't know what that is. Um, you know, whether that's God or, or whatever. Um, angels for me, I probably would say no. I don't. In all honesty. Okay. Yeah. What is he? Doesn't say. <laughs> Doesn't no. say. What a question. <laughs> what a question. But yeah, keep the questions coming, guys. Honestly. Yeah, uh, no, I like uh, these questions, guys. So, um, so message to Salvatore. Yeah, if you got a, if you got a question to ask, just uh, DM me on Instagram at Sam Piccone, and I'll get around to it. So, what about that's a liberty for this week? You've got anything that's uh, wound you up? There's something that's annoyed me, and I think it might be it might be something that you've experienced as well. Cool. So. Because we're comedians on Instagram, we follow a lot of comedians on Instagram, right? Yeah. There is a trend at the moment of um, open mic comedians paying for sponsored ads on Instagram. Oh my God, I sent you, did I send you it? No, no, no. There's some geezer that pops up my one the other day. There's lo- there, It's rife. It's it's an epidemic at the moment. Oh, really? Lots of just loads. It's because you click on them, though. No, it's because we follow loads of comedians already. So they like they they think, oh, this person's into comedy. So now I'm just a fucking stand. So yeah. then they just promote. I'm not a punter. Exactly. I'm a so supplier. That's where the kind of the the sort of flaw in the whole marketing social media marketing thing is with, with stuff like this. Anyway, you just see online a grainy video pop up on your feed of a comedian who's clearly only like a year or two in doing some ropey material. There's like two people laughing in the audience. They've gone, you know what? I should pay for people to see this video. Yes, it's just so fucking Do you know bad. what there is a big culture with? And listen, the absolute trailblazer was our mate Mo, right? Mo Gilligan actually smashed the online thing. Yeah. But I see so many people just fucking ripping him off. Yeah. Or just doing the most hack stuff online. Biggest one. The Roadman character. Yeah, yeah, Please, yeah. guys, it's if been you do done. a fucking Roadman character, stop. It's been done a fucking hundred times. Please stop. Please fucking stop. And it's been done a hundred times by people that fucking should be doing it. Like Mo Gilligan. Fucking, who's the other one? Does Big Shaq. They're all the oh, same yeah. sort of Michael, character. Michael but Dapper. they're black guys. They're from that sort of, some sort of world. I see the other day a fucking white guy doing a raw man impression. I'm like, no, mate. That's, that's not your world to be talking about, bro. No. Yeah. Stop now. Yeah. It's, but not only has it been done, it's been done in the best way it could be possibly be done. And those people blew up off the back of how good their like characters were. So to try and do it five years later. Yeah. You know, it's just. Just sort of- fucking turn it in. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> it is bad it is bad as well when you see some oh you know, mate he's like fam I told this guy I was just like oh, but just no, any just, you know oh. what just any white guy <laughs> trying to do a roadman voice like like yeah I'm doing this accent like no stop <laughs> stop you might as well be going we love your mum <laughs> do you know what I mean I'm surprised people, black people don't fucking call them out for it it's like come on I think they just roll their eyes but also also there's a problem like I said Mo fucking smacks it does it great does the geezer character I do also see some black comics online 
trying to do a goose <laughs> and you're like no that's that's the fucking white road man version stop with that shit stop with that shit as well please stop yeah. think of something original yeah. think of a new idea right I'm not saying you're not funny I'm not saying you're not a talented comedian right what I'm saying is Think of something original. There's other characters you can do. There's fucking loads of characters. Take something from your world. Yeah. You know what I mean? Have a little look around your yeah, world. Yeah. Right? It doesn't have to. What be- about open mic comedian who's not very good at comedy? That's a good character. Yeah. Just, just, exactly. <laughs> but honestly, man, it's like, but the mad thing is, is that like where people like something easy and familiar, people fucking latch onto it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And actually, it can get good traction, which falls that person into thinking, fucking, I'm going to do more of that. People love that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, like, I don't, to, to anyone who's a fan of him, do you remember like Lee Nelson? When yeah. He's, I mean, I'm going to say this now. I'm a, he's he's perfectly decent comedian. Uh, what's his name? Mm. Um, Simon Brodkin. Simon, Bro- Simon Brodkin. Brilliant. Very good comedian. Seen him live before. Does a lot of sort of like family, domestic kind of like uh, uh, comedy now. That character, when it came out, I just thought, this has been done in Ali G. Of course it's been And it's been done done 10 times better, 100 times better than this. But it found its audience and it got big and he he, he blew up off the back of it. But, you know, like everything is just a reincarnation of something that's already happened. So you need to come at it from an original angle. And if it's not original, you're just like, well, what are you, what's the point? What's the fucking point? Especially if you're a white balloon talking <laughs> like this and a Roman. No. Do you know what? I fucking hope a real Roman sees that, finds you where you are and fucking stabs you to death. Yeah. But then at least you could be able to I go, like, I've fucking... experienced it. So yeah. Yeah. But listen, yeah, then, then it will be like your fucking lived experience. You know what I mean? But what's the other ones that get me online? Um, of like... The, the the point of view. Yeah, the, the point POV. of view. There's just loads of like hacky, yeah. hacky I mean, look, sort of things. There's just sort of like angles that, I, I think they've become like their own categories now. And mm. I think and I think to some degree, like people go, okay, well, this is a type of sketch that you can do online. Yeah. Some of them are still, still like, some of them like will really, it's one that got me like uh, the other day was a guy just sat watching an advert and it was like, when adverts try and be um, uh, like, like trendy and try try and be like basically down with the kids, yeah, and it's like twenty one. Can you do something for me? Get twenty one percent off. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just. Do you know? Do you know who is the best? I think personally at those like with your with your phone video like Go on. sketches with the with the um, phone. Of course, you do some great ones, but I think the Thank two you. best people. <laughs> At it, in my personal opinion, a Finley Christie. He's good. He's very good. Finley, he's one's fucking like. He's great. He, but they're they're unique. Yeah, like, it's they're original. With, it's him with a phone, but they're original. He does and great impressions as well. Yeah, but they're like strangely like like they're unique. Like get him on I can't really explain um, what 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 like mm. what he does, but they're just so unique. You know what I mean? And also Josh Pugh. Josh Pugh's really Josh good. Josh Pugh yeah. fucking smacks yeah. it. Josh Pugh's really good. He does like almost surreal, sort of a bit whimsical, just like he's plucked this idea out. He'll have like a caption there of like um, a, a bloke that, that or like that. Well, I see one the other day. It's like a guy that fancies one of his sister's mates and he kept on walking. Mate, 
so fucking <laughs> yeah, fun. good. So fucking funny. Yeah. And it's like, right, how can you take that guy with a camera phone, right? But how can you do it like an original mm. fucking fun, like funny way? And uh, that them boys absolutely smack it. And it doesn't surprise me because Finley and Josh, for me, they're two of like the best up and coming comedians out there who I've got no doubt in my mind they're going to yeah. be household names one day. Do you know what mm. I mean? So, and already doing really well. Yeah. So, yeah. Alistair Green's also very good. Uh, a bit older. Uh, yeah. He's been, he's been around a Alistair block. Green? Alistair Green, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, does, yeah, does, yeah, does, yeah. He's very good. Yeah. He's very funny. He's, he's actually like a really good actor as well. Like, you yeah. see, you see, um, you see some. But again, another guy that just does it like a not, not just an obvious it, yeah. way. Yeah. It's, you know, uh, um, but what was I going to say? But yeah, stop doing the fucking Roman character. <laughs> <laughs> Philly Christie's got a great joke. And I hope, uh, I'm sorry, mate, but I'm going to say it on this. No, it's no, one of my favourite jokes. I'll tell you what, wait, because we'll get him on as a guest. Get him on. Oh, mate, we'll... he's got one fucking joke about going private school. I'll tell you what, he's so funny, yeah, man. We'll get, as, it. we'll get him on as a guest. And we'll, yeah, we'll actually, I'll tell you what, I'm going to message him after and try and get him on. Yeah. Because uh, honestly, I remember seeing him when he first started and uh, I just, yeah, I think he's fucking brilliant, yeah, man. No, so he's, talented. He's but um, listen, that's it for another episode, isn't it? That's us done for another episode. Yeah, I've got to uh, get onto the Times Radio. In yeah, chatting to the Times Radio. What are you chatting to the fucking mate, Times mate, Radio about? I don't know why I'll be booked for it. I'm talking like <laughs> topical. It's like topical news thing. <laughs> you are out of your This depth. is. I actually, I wanted to talk to you because some of these new. I mean, I don't even fucking watch the news. I've never read the fucking <laughs> how, Times. How are you on Times I Radio? I don't know. Um, let's have a look. Yeah, this Times Radio be, comedy panel. This is going to be a I shit mean, show. I mean, I can only think that I'm there as the fucking dummy. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the only reason I can think that they put me is because. You know what I mean? Who, I just, who else you so let's with? add Harry. We'll probably spend quite a bit of time on this. Maths. Rishi Sunak, something about maths? What happened there? But you do not know about this. He said no, that, what happened? I don't he's, he's saying those. that students should uh, carry on learning maths up until the age of 18. Well, I would, would have left school by then. So yeah. no fake. What's a Simon Pegg rant? Simon Pegg called uh, Tories cunts on on Twitter the other day. Right. Because, uh, because of that, because he said, because of the maths things, he right. said Rishi Sunak. You're neglecting all the creative side of like this this country. Creative, that, and also people just want to do stuff with their hands, like tradesmen. And yeah, yeah. That is that is that's a bit ignorant it, from Rishi. Isn't Simon it? Pegg said something like, uh, "From the age of thirteen, all the maths you learn is all the maths you need." Really, basically, hundred oh, percent. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, Rishi. But maybe you should do some fucking research if you're going on yeah, Times Radio. Listen, I've got thirty minutes, so <laughs> oh, all I'm gonna say is. <laughs> Listen, well, listen to fucking Times Radio. Well, actually, no, hopefully no one listens to me on Times Radio because I don't know what I'm talking about. But anyway, thanks for listening to another another episode <laughs> of that Josh James show. Speak. Um, <laughs> I'll speak only on Times Radio. If that's not a prime example <laughs> to follow your dreams and do whatever you want to do, even if that does mean that you're a white man doing a road impression, <laughs> you fucking do it, man. You don't listen to us. You go out there, fulfill your dreams. You know, even if those dreams have been done hundreds of times before, <laughs> a lot better. Um, but no, go, go, go and smash it, guys. Fucking hell, I sound like Tom Skinner now. <laughs> you lovely, lovely people, go smash it, you lovely, lovely people. Um, no, guys, um, as always, can you go rate it five stars on Spotify this episode? Can you go rate it five stars on Apple Podcasts? And leave us a nice review. Mm. And also, any questions you've got for me, send to at Sam Bacconi on Instagram. Any other questions, if they're not absolutely filth or racist, then we will read them <laughs> out. Um, 
And that's it, guys. Thanks for another lovely episode. Thank you to my right-hand man, Salvatore Bacconi. Big yourself up, Sal. And we'll see you all next week. Bye.